of Performance Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. This is Michelle Prince, host of the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we shine the light on incredible business owners, entrepreneurs, founders, leaders, people that are doing incredible things, and they're making a big impact in the world. And the guest today, I can't wait to introduce you to, we were introduced by a mutual friend of ours, Ian Garlic. And let me just tell you a little bit about our guest, Heather Porter. But first, real quick uh, message from our sponsor, Performance Publishing Group. If you have ever thought about writing a book, there, it's never too late to get started and you have to share your story. Everyone has a story. Every story matters. And so when you get your book out there, you help more people, you build your platform and your authority, and you will never regret writing that book. So for more information and to grab a free strategy call, just go to performancepublishinggroup.com. All right. Heather Porter has 15 years experience in digital marketing as a business owner, consultant, and speaker. She got her start managing events globally for some of the world's top speakers like Tony Robbins and was the co-founder of the Billionaire Adventure Club, where she brought entrepreneurs to work with the Richard Branson School of Entrepreneurship in South Africa and other social enterprises globally. Heather is an Amazon Kindle number one bestseller, co-author of three books, and a contributing author to two books host of That Social Media Show on the Bizversity business app used in over 100 countries and host of the podcast, The Hustle Rebellion, which I had the privilege of being on and I'm so grateful for that opportunity. She is the founder of the agency website Love and has on average at least doubled lead conversions for her clients. She is one of five Meta, formerly Facebook certified lead trainers in Australia, a Meta certified media buying professional and teaches digital marketing at Sydney University Center. Center for continuing education. And I'll just add one more thing. She's absolutely delightful. So much you're going to enjoy what she has to share. And I'm just so happy that you're here, Heather. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love our chats and I'm really looking forward to this one. I know. I know. And again, another shout out to our friend Ian who connected us, which I love because he's such a great person. And he, I remember when he messaged, he was like, you guys are just going to hit it off or something <laughs> along those lines, like, or you two have to know each other. And yeah. uh, I totally agree. So thank you, Ian. And, uh, but I'm excited to talk because I mean, we're both entrepreneurs, business owners. There's a lot that happens with, you know, running a business and and the stress involved. And we are going to be talking about what you do specifically. But something you and I shared was talking about, you know, you we can get so caught up in this whole, you know, the stress of running a business. Oh, yeah. And I know you have had some experiences with that firsthand. Do you mind sharing a little bit of your journey there and yeah, of course. So I fell into digital marketing kind of by accident in my first business and it grew really, really fast with a business partner. I actually had a team of 30 overseas and it just exploded. And I, I didn't want to stop and look at it as a vehicle for a lifestyle that I wanted. I let it completely run my life to the point where I wasn't sleeping. I was having terrible heart palpitations. Um, I, I literally was going very into very dark places. And 
I think there is this moment when I woke up and I was like that. I woke up one morning and I was like, what am I doing? Like, where did the last five years of my life actually just go? And at that moment, I had this realization that we actually, whether we know it or not at the time, we, we have control over our time and our lives. And it's very important that we realize that and take action with that. It is so true. Years ago, I wrote a book called Busy Being Busy, But Getting Nothing Done. Um, yeah. It was mostly a book for me because, you know, I was, I was juggling a lot, starting a business. I was still, yeah, I had a lot going on. But that was one of the things that I, I talked about that, you know, in, in a way we we have this badge of honor, the busier that we are. And as an entrepreneur, it's like, oh, if we're busy, we must be doing great things. We're successful. But it doesn't equal, it doesn't equal success, first of all. And it definitely doesn't equal happiness and fulfillment and joy if, you know, if we're just going through the cycles. And I, I, you know, I I appreciate you sharing that because I know for myself, um, my husband went through this and so many of my friends have had that, that same sort of burnout or life crisis, if you will, of, yeah, can't do this anymore, you know? Yeah. It's a terrible feeling and you feel quite alone. And also it's, um, I feel like it's a big bit of an ego blow as well. At the time when I let that business go, I remember I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, I've worked so hard for five years to have nothing. And mm-hmm. she said to me, well, you need to see it differently, Heather. She said, look, everything in life is just a stepping stone to get to your next step. And what if you had to go through that moment in order to be who you are today? And it really kind of helped. I knew I knew that, but it it really changed how I looked at it. And then I embraced that and I didn't look at it as failure anymore. I looked at it as just simply a lesson that I needed to learn in order to build a new business that was right for me. Oh, gosh. Again, I can so relate. I remember <laughs> I started my business in 2009 and maybe like you, maybe not. But, you know, when I got started, I thought I don't want to have to recreate the wheel. I want the fastest path to success. Yeah. I'm going to follow people that I, I admire. I'm going to learn what they're going to do or what they're doing, and I'm going to implement it. And that is a great path to take, but it can also be overwhelming when you're, when you're learning from everyone and totally. it's going to conferences and masterminds. And I, again, I'm all for <laughs> the things, but it was really burning me out. And I remember one night it was late and I was in California at a conference and I just had this epiphany of like, what are you doing? Like, stop, just stop the madness, stop chasing the wind, just stop the crazy. And I, I, it was a mental shift for me. And I went back home. I actually booked a flight early to go back home. And I made a decision for myself that I was not going to, and I also had kids at the time home, you know, and I I made a decision. I didn't want to be gone all the time. I didn't want to be chasing things. If it was meant to be, it was going to happen without me killing it do it. And you know what happened, Heather? Honest to God, maybe not immediately over the next year or two, my business exploded beyond what it was doing when I was killing myself. I love, I love, I love that you said that. (laughs) It's just something that shifts. I don't know. It's happened to me too, but it's like you put your foot down for what you want in your Mm -hmm. life. And, and it kind of starts to happen if you're really clear on it. (laughs) And who we are, right? We have to have that. Who we are. You know, like this isn't like I wasn't showing up the way I I wanted to. And it's so true. Yeah. So I just love that we talked about that and kicked it off because we are going to talk about digital marketing and everything. (laughs) Um, People listening, I I hope those I know there are people that can relate to what we just talked about. So 
Um, and I also have to talk about, you know, we both have pretty um, well-known mentors. Uh, you worked with Tony Robbins and Richard Branson. Yeah. Yes. How amazing is that? Uh, mine was Zig Ziglar. What was it like working for Tony? It was, <laughs> it was amazing. Look, it was amazing. It was, um, I was full-time for three years, contractor for three years when I moved to Australia. I was running his events over here in, in the APEC region. Um, and <laughs> look, I learned this really great business philosophy that I still use to this day from him. Can I, I don't know if you, have you heard of it? C-N-I-C-A-N-I, can I? It means wow. constant and never ending improvement. And yeah, yeah. So when I was an employee there, so I worked in the event production team. Um, that was a philosophy that we all followed. And the reason why is it's just like, you're never going to be perfect. It's just not going to happen. Just do, just do it. Just, just, do it and then improve it always. <laughs> so there's that philosophy I learned, um, obviously learning to be a speaker. I didn't even think I wanted to be a speaker. That was the last thing on my radar, but watching him, it subconsciously went into me and I was like, okay, now I know how to speak when I decided to be a speaker. So speaking, incredible team. Um, yeah, it, just some of the best world-class, not only information from him, but but understanding of building teams and leadership. It was great. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. And to have that experience is, I, I mean, people ask me that same question about Zig and it's, it's, I feel so incredibly grateful to have seen the behind the scenes, you know, to, to know what, oh, what, and what actually know, goes on <laughs> and yeah. in Zig's case to see that he was even better behind closed doors like that, just that the, the, the heart to just really want to serve people and help people. And, um, yeah. so they both have the, that platform, which is amazing. Amazing. Wow. What uh, What about Richard Branson? What's one thing that you learned working with his organization? So, yeah, his organization. That was incredible. Gosh. Um, so we were there in South Africa. There is a school that he was associated with called CEDA, which is a university. And then he had his entrepreneurial um, center. And it was kind of twofold. We ran a, a seminar at the CEDA University and then went across to his Center for Entrepreneurship and um, donated a lot of learning materials to the library and just walked around and, and gave mentorship to some of the students. I think from that whole experience, what I take away is that like, if you have a gift that you can share with the world, do it. Just create the platforms, share that knowledge and make it happen. Um, because he didn't have to go into Johannesburg and create this, but the ripple effect that was coming from this was so clearly evident and the hunger from the students that were there. Mm -hmm. um, I think, yeah, that that's my main takeaway from that one. I love that. If you have something, a gift to share with the world, just do it. I, I could not agree more. That is essentially what I try to help. I mean, I, I do it in the way of trying to help people to see that they have a story and that their story matters and they need to get it out there. Yes, it will benefit you, but it's really more for the other people. You don't know yeah. who needs to hear that little message of hope or encouragement or direction, you know? So, wow. I know. And I love that about you too, because when we had a conversation before, um, you know, I was talking to you about what, what business, you know, would a book not work for? And you're like, literally like, there's no business on the planet because we all have expertise. We all have stories. We all have things that we can share. And, and I love that you're helping people have a vehicle to do that too. 
Thank you. I definitely did not set out when I set out for my business to go that route. That's a whole other podcast, but this is about you. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Okay. I really want to switch gears because what you do in with your business, the services that you do, and I I know you do a lot around digital marketing, um, but there's there's been some shifts and changes uh, across the board with technology, with how business owners are really trying to get to their their customers. And you're doing some really unique and and you're shifting things a little bit, right, from that model. And yeah. let's talk about that conversion rate optimization. Give for for people like me who aren't as tech savvy, give us kind of the lowdown on what exactly that means and how you help business owners and businesses. Love it. Happily. So I was sitting there going, okay, well, this, this new way that I'm living my life is about, you know, um, time blocking and having a better lifestyle. And I kept thinking like, how do I do that in my business for business owners that are using marketing? Because like you said earlier, there's so many gurus, expertise, new tools. Now we have AI, great, <laughs> more um, threads, you know, we have just yes. oh God. out there (laughs) exhausting and I'm like you know what I I could keep teaching people how to use all the channels but I was thinking it didn't sit well with me because there's plenty of other people out there you can learn from I wanted to take a shift and I actually wanted to look at people's numbers and make that the actual platform of which everything else is built so when I say numbers basically conversion rate optimization is looking at where you drive traffic from, whether it's you know Facebook or Meta ads or Google ads or YouTube ads or other means of direct traffic, what page you're sending them to, and then what happens on that page for conversions. So you're looking at like key points throughout that journey to see, can I get a cheaper click? Can I get a better lead? Can I get more people opting in on my landing page and converting into becoming a customer? And it's just literally looking at that few metrics and tweaking and measuring them along the way to get better results. Again, coming back to that philosophy, instead of let's bringing in more overwhelm, why don't we scale it back and actually just start to look at actually what's working and tweak it through our messaging, our ad copy, our budgets, and go from that perspective. I love that. And and I think many people listening, business owners will appreciate that, right? We want to simplify this whole thing. Um, So let's say- Okay, let's say a business has a website and you've done the, it sounds like you do an analysis, look at all the data, determine, yep. you know, what's working, what's not working. And and so do you you guide them, direct them on how to make those changes um, or do you do it for them? How does that work? So you're exactly right. We start by doing a bit of a, we'll call it an audit where we look at everything from inside of their ad account to inside of their website, to their Google analytics, to their CRM systems, which is where they send their emails, whatever they're currently doing now, we look at the numbers, get clear of the numbers from there is recommendations. Okay, cool. You can clearly do this to drive the needle, this, this, this. And then one of two things happen. Either they're like, that sounds great. Just do it. <laughs> That's where I was going with that. Cause I'm like, I feel like if they're like people like me, data is great. I'll be yeah. Just, just get it working. <laughs> just make it, do it, make it look better. Create some offers for me, write the copy, get the landing pages up. Yes. So most people do that. They have my team and I create landing pages, improve websites, build Google ads, build meta ads, um, literally build that whole process for them. And I do it in a, in a flow that's like the quick win flow. And this is also why I've kind of pivoted or changed how I do stuff because 
before I was focused on selling a website, which many people need for sure. But there's a challenge right now in the economy and the world is shifting a little bit and it's getting expensive to live in a lot of countries. So I was like, well, why don't we just shift it for like a quick win where we actually just look at the landing page and look at the traffic and start to get some some return on investment coming in. And then if they want a full new website or other things, then they can have the money to invest in that. Um, so that's a shift, just a, a pivot as well in my business that I've made that I found maybe other people might be interested in. It's just, you know, for years and years, I always sold the website package. And then just this year, I'm like, well, hold on. I'm hearing things from my my market. They're saying to me, I just need a quick win, Heather. That's what I need right now. And I'm like, well, why don't I just do that? <laughs> Offer that as a package. That is <laughs> Again, I, as a target audience of yours, as a business owner, I mean, that is, yeah. that's what everybody wants. And and most CEOs or, or leaders, we have so many other things going on that it's like, we just know revenue has to go up, right? Or we, yeah. just, we need more leads coming in or better conversion. Yeah. But the the how and all of that is is a bit overwhelming. Um, but I like that quick win because I feel like most everybody can relate to that or or resonate with that. You know, I want that. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So that's it. And then, yes, some people do get training ultimately. And I do have a, like a sort of a membership that opens once a year to upskill teams and VAs to, to go through that. But most people are like, sorry, too busy. Just do it. Yeah. (laughs) So I know you can't give away all your, your, your secrets and bag of tricks, but what is working right now in digital marketing? And like you mentioned ads and ads, are those still working pretty well on Meta and, and Facebook? Well, Facebook, which is now Meta, LinkedIn, all of those places, does it does it still work? Yes. Um, Facebook or Meta. I always say Facebook or Meta because some people are like, what's Meta? <laughs> so you know, good, good on Meta. So um, basically, yes. Yeah, so over there, but it, it is getting harder and, and, all the clients that I work with tend to need to have three phases of ads over on Meta. And so it, it is looking at that sort of customer journey or marketing funnel where you have awareness ads. So you're building up warm audiences and you're doing that through really great video content that you make as an ad to your ideal client. Then you have a phase two, which is now where you're moving them into consideration. So you're getting them over to your website or starting a messenger chat on, on, um, you know, you can do messenger ads over on meta to start the conversation. So they might join your email list or start a chat with you. And then you have the phase three, which is all about converting all the people that have been having conversations with you through reacting on your posts or commenting or sharing. And that's phase three. Um, just to give you an idea in my own business. So I have an event coming up at the end of the year here in Australia. And because I know it's coming, I've been working on the phase one of ads for a while. So I've been releasing lots of video content and I've been building and building and building this audience of people that have been seeing my video content everywhere. Pure value, warm audience, ready to be there when I start to promote my event coming up. And you're not selling anything. You're not sending them to a website or anything. You're just, you're just out there giving great content. Yep. And and uh, it's funny. I'm getting people like coming up to me going, your face is everywhere right now. Oh my God. I'm like, perfect. It's working. It's working. It's working. And those, so to pay for those kinds of ads, even though it's not necessarily a direct ROI because they're not necessarily converting yet, but you're building that. So it's, it's money well spent because it's, it's planting the seeds for what's coming next phase two, phase three. 
It is. And it is, I think of it almost like an email list in, in some ways too, because you have your email list in your CRM and then you have your warm list in your ads manager over on Meta. These are people that know your brand through awareness. They like and trust you. And then as you have campaigns or offers, you just keep sending campaigns out. So like um, on a, a one of our clients right now is a chiropractor in Australia. And um, we've done the same thing for, for her. She has these beautiful like videos that are really great about awareness. She has this guy that's in his 60s that's rolling around on the grass with his grandson and like picking him up and going don't you want to move like this and just beautiful messaging and um so with her we built this really warm audience and then every month she has a different offer in her business and then we just promote that offer to the warm audience next month offer warm audience <laughs> so it does pay off it is an investment at, at the start but it does pay off over time yeah, that's come up before, even in different podcast interviews that the 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 uncertainty of, well, what do you invest, right? Like what is the right number to put into ads or what? And I know okay. it varies from company to company and client to client, but is there a guideline to that? So that you, because yeah. what I've heard and I've, it's a, I've experienced it myself is, you know, you lose a lot of money if you don't know what you're doing. So true. Yeah, so true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's always the age-old question. It's like, yeah, it's not a magic bullet. It is a test and measure sort of thing. Um, meta ads, ten dollars a day is a great starting point. Uh, for me, I like to tick have that ten dollar awareness campaign just on every day, where I'm just always getting out there through valuable content. Um, and then the conversion stuff, it just depends on your audience and what you're doing. But as a small business, you can go as low as. 25 a day or $50 a day um, and go up from there. Yeah. Yeah. Worth it. I, there's, I feel like your business is in such, um, who doesn't need your business right now? <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause if, if they're not doing ads, they need to be doing ads. Um, but, but to learn how to do it right. Um, what is yeah, it? Oh, go ahead. It's, I was just going to say, yeah, it's very, it's very tricky and, and not everyone should be on meta and not everyone should be on Google. And it also depends on your business too. Mm -hmm. You're probably not doing a whole lot in this area, but just to add more complexity to ads, you know, Amazon ads now for our authors and everything, there's just one more element of ads. And, <laughs> and, and the question I always get is, well, where do I start? Where do I spend the money? Where do I, you know, I'm willing to invest, but I don't know where. Um, yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. I do not know about the Amazon ads, but I do know that every single well-known author out there and not well-known author out there that is doing book funnels with a sort of free with shipping where they ship out the book and you pay for shipping, um, works so well. And I've seen that work on meta ads primarily because you just do really fantastic video content and then you get people hooked on the book and then you're like, well, I'll pay for shipping uh, or no, you pay for shipping. I'll give you the book. Come on over here and get it. Oh, yeah. uh, I know, I know like still to this day that those are incredible and, and they can work really well on meta. Yeah, I actually did that exact model. Um, Russell Brunson, I think, is one of the ones who kind of initiated that years he ago. And, and I did that for my uh, book I wrote in 2018, uh, The Power of Authority. And it worked. It just works. I mean, it just works. Yeah. So, um, because they're actually becoming a customer of yours. They, they're getting a free book, quote unquote, but they're actually becoming a customer because they are investing in the shipping. So it kind of does something to the, to the brain a little bit where you like, you justify now that you are part of that tribe of the, you know, the person that you got the book from. Yeah. Wow. So you are in Australia. I know you travel yes. and you get to go to all different continents. Like it sounds like you're about to be doing some fun things. Um, but do you work with 
clients from anywhere? Or, or do you primarily work with just folks in Australia? Um, mostly the US and mostly Australia. Those are my two markets. Look, I'd love to do more probably in the UK, but I just find that the time zone for me is opposite. It's been in, in Sydney most of the years, but it's very difficult, but I can easily work with people in the States. You know, what's funny too, and I don't know if you you feel this, I feel like Australia and the States, US are so people-wise, especially in the South, the South part of the US, I feel yes. like a lot of similarities I went to Sydney and Brisbane in a long time ago in 1986 or seven when the World's Fair was going on. Yeah, I actually got to dance for that opening ceremony. And oh my God. it was really fun. It was cool. That's another story, too. But I was going to say I want to know, but go ahead. <laughs> but everyone was so friendly. And, you know, coming from Texas, where Texans are kind of known to be really friendly as well. I just, I thought I could live here. I loved Australia. And I'm, it, I have not been back since. And it's one of my goals that I really want to come, come back. Love it. Come back. Wow. Yeah. It, look, it's a, it's a beautiful country. And I guess I'll just tell you a quick little note on that. Cause maybe some people will need to hear this too. When I was working for Tony, Tony Robbins, and I was here in Australia running one of the events up in Gold Coast, up in Brisbane, um, I had this epiphany where I kept hearing his voice coming from Jim Rohn initially, originally, you're the average of the five people you spend your time with. And I was literally hit by what I felt like um, an energetic, spiritual lightning bolt. And I was sitting in the in this boat with a group of the crew after the event ended. And I thought, oh my God, like, I have to do something, I have to do something quick. It finally hit me that my peer group's not good for me anymore. And that's how I ended up in Australia. I went back home. I broke up a very talk, bit of a toxic relationship. And I moved out on a visitor's visa about three months later by listening to my heart in that moment. That's ultimately how I ended up here. <laughs> okay, that is a book right there, that story. <laughs> that is an incredible story. Thank you. Because <laughs> how many times do we want to do something like that? And then we just talk ourselves out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it was a time. <laughs> it was a good time. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, you are such an inspiration and I truly could talk to you. I, I love, I love your energy and I really could talk to you for so long, but I know we're getting close on time here, but I want to bring it kind of back full circle. So on, you know, starting with the fact that we as business owners, we have a lot on our plates. We are stressed out. We know that we are, we have to be marketing our business in order to stay alive, but the, the thought of doing all that too is is a lot, it's it's very overwhelming, right? And, and feeling like you have to do everything. What advice very. do you give to people thinking those things? Like, I know I need to do it. I'm already so spread thin. My, my money is also a little tight, but I know I need to do it. Like, what would you say? And I imagine it's what you say to a lot of your clients. <laughs> what would you tell them? Normally, depending on the business size and how long you're in business, I'll normally say, where are your customers coming from right now? And for most people, it's referrals. Yeah. And so I would normally say, focus on your community, focus on your network and get really good at having systems to take care of your referral partners if you have them. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, if they're a bit bigger, then I'll say, okay, so that maybe that's where your customers come. Where else do they come from? And it is literally just looking at numbers. That's where I start because it can be very challenging to go, great, all 80% of your customers from come from this, but let's just ditch that and go over here. We want to start with 
what's working already and then just improve on that and then start to bring in other channels once you have really tight systems and you've started to delegate and you started to remove yourself from those processes. So it really is doable. The overwhelm is managed. (laughs) Absolutely. Step by step baby steps. That's what I do. Like I have a calendar time blocking and I have big lofty goals. And sometimes like, I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to get to it this year. And that's totally cool. And I, I try and set two big goals for myself each year. And if I, if I try and do any more, I always just burn myself out. So I know that about me and I'm like, cool, two, two goals. First six months, I'll do this. Next six months, I'll do this. I think that's it for anybody. It's like, yeah, you want to take on the world as an entrepreneur, but um, maybe just, I don't know, scale back a little bit at times just to give yourself fun and joy and meaning back into your days. I love that. And part of the systems and the plan to put in place is to contact you so that you can come help get all of this, um, you know, the conversion rate optimization set up in their businesses. So what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Guys, it's so simple. You just go to websitelove.com. And yes, it does have a .au, websitelove.com.au. There is actually a tab in the menu that says free resources. And if you click on that, there's all sorts of things in there from checklists that you can download to get, you know, fix your leaky buckets on your website to a quiz to see if you're losing money on your website to a masterclass. It's all there, free resources. That's the best place to start, I would say. I love it. I'm definitely going there and I am just so grateful. Thank you again for being on the show and thank you, Ian, again for introducing us. So thank you so much for having me as well. And and listeners, thank you for being here. Michelle, you're an absolute delight. Oh, same. Ditto. Right back at you. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's it for the Power of Authority Spotlight. I don't even know where to start with pulling together all of these great nuggets. But, you know, just as you're thinking about ads, I love what Heather said about the three phases and the three types of ads, the having the awareness ads, just to get people to, you know, get content out there. How easy is that, right? Two is the consideration ones that what are, what kind of an ad could you do to get people to your website to join your list? Brilliant. And then three is all about the conversion and not jumping those first two steps and assuming every ad will convert. Um, so I thought that was great advice. And, um, and, 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 and going back to where we started in this message is take care of yourself first. Business does matter, but you do too. And enjoy the journey. We're not supposed to stress our way to success. We're supposed to enjoy the journey. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com and follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.